Yeah, we inside the Mike Tyson podcast with your boy Snoop D O Double G taking over this motherfucker, leaning, maintaining, banging, and swinging. You understand what I'm saying? Drinking on oh! water because we stand real purified. With Bishop Magic Wand, he's not here. I feel like I'm in here with Bishop Magic Wand. <laughs> you should have called him. You know the church would have showed up, Mike. All you have to do is make you one call. call him. You have to get him on the set. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I'm Evan Britton with my man Mike Tyson. Mike, we've got an unbelievable, we've got the fucking man in here today, man. Yeah, but man. immortal in here. We've got a demigod in here, man. Snoop Dogg. Thanks, brother. The Godfather. Hey, man, thank y'all for having me, man. You know, when a champ called, the dog will answer. Believe that. I'm very grateful for that, brother. Trust, hey, come on, man. man. You know how our relationship is. Mike, I love you like I love you, Len. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yes, I Ain't do. Ain't no explanation brother. to it. Well, shit, man. You guys have known each other a long time. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. When did you guys meet? What year was this? All right, so listen. I came home from prison in 95. Had to be 95, we met. Right. The champ. Champ came home and... You know, his homecoming was, was our homecoming. We was happy to see him and put our arms around him and, you know, put the whole love thing around him. And then we started hanging out and started seeing each other and started being a part of each other's lives and built a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about, to support each other. Like, when Mike was the champ, he was our champ. And when Mike stopped boxing, he still remained a champ because he was the people's champ. Thank and that's you, how we Thank held you. him up. Mm, that's so awesome, man. I mean, it's so true. About Mike. I love this guy. Thank you, brother. I love you as well. Thank you, man. And he was never too big. Like, that's what we loved about him, that he was never too big. He always seen us eye to eye. And, you know, when you're at the pinnacle of your career, sometimes you, you tend to look down on people. But he never looked down on us. He always looked at us eye to eye. It was a mutual respect, and that's the respect that we always had for him. And that's why we love his business endeavors that he's doing now. We support him, and we we happy to see him doing different things and, you know, expanding his brand and taking that Tyson thing to another level because he was the greatest of all time next to Muhammad Ali. Please Thank believe that. Thank you very that. much. Mm. Thank you. I met Mike about a year ago, and I couldn't believe the humility and how humble and Are how, you serious, dude? And how <laughs> big your heart is, man. Seriously, dude. I'm right. Shit, dude, I, I'm a nobody. I played six years in the NFL, man. I'm just another dude from, from fucking Valley, and I come <laughs> to meet Mike, and the dude greets me with a hug. I've been beaten into submission, man. <laughs> I've been beaten into submission. It's amazing, man. God is great. Mike, yeah. you pass me that lighter real quick? I got one closer to you. Oh, thanks, you got brother. got double up now. Let's see how yeah. quick you is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's funny, man. Well, yes, Snoop, sir. this is a special episode for us. Come on now. And uh, it's actually going to be... Do you need air conditioning here? Cause it's a little toasty? Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, well, you said you was hot boxing. Yeah. Can we get some air? <laughs> That's the rule yeah. of hot boxing. You ain't got no air oh. on. Enjoy the smoke, Mike. Snoop get used to it. Yeah. Hard on Come me, on, huh? man. Snoop. Stay down, Mike. The round ain't over I'll yet. I'm sweating like a... The round is not out. over, champ. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, this episode is going to be brought to you by Post. Yeah, oh, well, that's why you asked was I hungry or? Yeah. Well, if you, you got, want a drink? Uh, no, I want, want some food. Fuck all Hell that. yeah, brother. Give me some that's Roscoe's, a couple of chicken wings, uh, some uh, rice and gravy. We're down with Post, um, Postmates, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Tyson yeah, and Postmates are down with each other. Yeah. Other than your absolute best friends, who could you ask to bring you red wine at 4 p.m.? Sushi at 9 p.m. or a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Postmates. That's who. 
Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days, guys. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use code HOTBOXIN, H-O-T-B-O-X-I-N, HOTBOXIN, without the G, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code HOTBOXING. Okay, well, Postmates, I need to get, I'm going to make an order right now. Go to Roscoe's, get me five wings, some macaroni and cheese, rice and gravy, cornbread, and a sunset drink. All right. And put a lot of ice in it, little ice cubes. That's what we're getting. Get it together. Hey, Snoop. <laughs> Let's talk about the brother Nipsey. I never had the opportunity to meet him. Man, Nipsey Hustle, man. That, that That's my dear brother right there. Oh, Nipsey brother. is a... Uh, He's a South Central legend. He was a uh, a businessman. He was a he was a leader, a teacher, a father, an entrepreneur, all of the above. And then the fact that he was an ex gang member, you know, you know, he comes from a gang environment, but he rose and then he built in his community. He bought property in his neighborhood. He actually owned a piece of his neighborhood. So he did things that a lot of ghetto superstars dream of: being from the neighborhood, being loved by the neighborhood building in the neighborhood and employing the neighborhood. So he did all of the above and he was a young man that just really had vision out of this world. So his legacy definitely will live on. You know, it's tragic that his death came at such an untimely, you know, time in this world. But we understand that when God calls on you, it's his time. Hmm. Oh, be sad. Yeah. You know, I used to know, um, all I can say is I know that this young man has so much love. He was loved by so many people. I don't even—I never met him before. I heard his name. Yeah. In the street, I never met him, but um, the love that he's received wow. since hearing of his death is frightening. It was just—it's like a god, right? Yeah. God, I didn't want yeah. to say it. I'm gonna say it. It's like a god, that. Mike, because we we must know that we do walk amongst gods and we walk amongst angels, and we need to know that. And we just found out that he was a descendant of Ali Asalasia. I was telling somebody, I was telling my friend, I said, he looks like him. That's, he's a, he's, a, he's a, a, a first descendant of him. Well, he looks like um, those guys, Etria. Etria he is a Etria. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what his nationality like, is. Tell us about him. Ethiopian. That's, the, that's Solomon's bloodline. Oh, wow. King Solomon. The king of all kings. Wow. The triple crown. Walk with lions. <sighs> yeah, believe that. Gave Queen Elizabeth a lion. Sent her one back in the days. The only one with the triple crown. Aliyah Selassie. Ja Rastafari. So Nipsey smoked a lot, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Believe it. That was my dog. He had some weed called the Marathon, 
Right, so I used oh, to, that's awesome. I, I used to call him all the time because he used to bring me over sex. And I remember the last message I sent him, he didn't have none for me. So I was like, don't have me pull up on you because I need some more of that marathon. I done ran out of my legs. Now I need some more marathon to get me to the next level. Because <laughs> his weed was so good and it was called the marathon. That was his whole push was the marathon. Everything that he was supportive of was the marathon. So it was like the marathon continues. And when you're smoking with him, it's like you're smoking in a marathon because it goes on and on and on. Life is a marathon. Life is it not, really is. Life yes. is not a quick fight. Baby. Pace yourself. It's not a quick fight. Yeah, pace yourself. Shout yeah. out to Nipsey Hustle. Rest in peace. The marathon continues. Yeah, rest much in love, peace. Much love. Lots much love. Much love. I mean, shit, dude. Snoop. I'm here, man. I mean, I'm here for y'all. And I, I like to talk about the Tyson Ranch that I just seen. You know, Mike, you've been yeah. putting that under development for a little bit of time, and I yeah, can't wait for the done, world to it'll see it. It'll be done in 2020, I believe. Wow. And it's going to be, to me, it's going to be um, high-tech, um, state-of-the-art. You know what I mean? In my my opinion, um, eighth wonder of the weed world. I believe yeah. that. It yeah, may no. be the second wonder of the weed world because we don't have seven wonders of the weed oh, world yet. Oh, I forgot. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> we only got no. one wonder of the weed world. You. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you. Oh, that's good. No, but to me, your, 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 um, your ranch reminds me of like Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah. Something that, you know, is another level of entertainment. But it's catered towards the cannabis community. And at the same time, it's catered towards people like, you know, who want to just have a resort to get away, to have a great time to relax themselves, to get away and just enjoy life. Like you building a perfect paradise. You building heaven on earth. I was explaining to some people when we had our first festival, so many different disenfranchised brothers unable to see each other for years and meet each other for years that, you know, people may think are stoners or family think are outsiders and had a chance to all inter- intertwine with one another. And that was just a, a beautiful view to watch when I was at the, um, the, the Kind Festival. I think the Kind Festival represents people. Like, so yeah. you definitely going to have all kinds of people there, no matter what their background is or what their makeup is. Like, and you represent love, and I like what the what the motto said. What did it say? Health. It was. What's the three words that it said up there? Be safe, be kind, be well. Exactly. Yes. Right there. Be safe, be kind, and be well. Hmm. That that just sets the right spirit to know what you're coming into, to know what you want to be a part of. I'm down with it, Mike. I can't wait for you to ask me to perform at the. Uh, yeah, dude, can you ask him yeah. right now? Yeah, because I can't do it till he asks me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't just go up there and just grab the mic. He's gonna be like Woodstock on steroids and <laughs> testosterone. Hell yeah, dude! I'm doing it, man. Snoop, October, man. Put it on the calendar. That's my birthday month. Me too. October 20th. Yeah. Holy moly! I love it, dude. I knew it. Libra love, baby. Tell me, tell me, Snoop. Let's just get a. How do those years feel, man? You lived through that era. You know what, Mike? To survive that era, I look back at it because I know how how deadly it was and how life-threatening it was. And I just thank God that I had the precision to believe in him, to let him, you know, guide me and and put me on the path that I needed to be on. Because I could have been reckless and I could have been young and foolish at one point in time I was. But I chose to believe in the fact that I'm going to let God lead me, and I'm going to follow his direction as opposed to me trying to lead because I'm bad at leading. So once I started letting him take control of me and lead me, certain things started to happen, and, and, and things would you know show me better vision on how I needed to move and how I needed to react to things. And I'm still here because that's the, that's the plan I've been going with, and I think that's a tribute to who I am by keeping God in everything I do. Mm. Yeah, I believe that as well. That's amazing. Well. I attribute my grandmother and my mother and, you know, the people in my life who, you know, 
put this on me at an early age to give me understanding and, and, and to have me aware and to know that there's a difference between good and bad and right and wrong. And there's a purpose of, of, of why we do what we do. And once I understood that purpose, I tried to practice that by being a better person and just trying to be a better me and being a reflection of what I'm supposed to be. And it just becomes a part of me now to where it's just every day I wake up to it. It's not a routine. It's not an act. It's just me being me. And I've learned to love more than hate. And that's the overall thing of it all, just to try to learn to love more because it's easy to hate, but it's hard to love. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I never really... um my life, I never really believed in God. My life, um, I had to learn to believe in God late in life. Right. <clears throat> God was always a game, um, playing the game, get something I want. You know, it's, it's just the world I came from. Everything was a game. Everything was about the means of getting something. It was Nothing was real, you know. And um, ooh, doing the toad, you know, really took me to another um, expectation of God. You know, my whole experience about God has always been what someone told you what God was and what the book told you what God was. And there's always somebody... Um, third party. Yeah, there's always third party. There's always somebody debating somebody, and maybe a Muslim author. He wants to debate the Bible or somebody wants to debate the, um, the, the Jewish Quran book or the Quran or mm-hmm. whatever. There's always conflict in religion. Religion is conflict, right. wars and right. hatefulness and fightfulness, you know, and it's only love among themselves. And you only get love from religion unless you follow our religion. You receive our love. Right. Okay? Right. And it's just up, for up us until, only. Up until this day, that's what it's been. Right. Speak on okay, it. Okay, up until this day, that's what it's been. Speak on it. And so, um, I did this toad the other day, yesterday, matter of fact. And, you know, explain what the toad is to some people that don't understand what the toad is. Yeah, because it sounds like you told on somebody. I'm like, I hope you ain't told on nobody, Mike. <laughs> no, not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally. The toad truth, or toad? Which one is it? The, the truth that, shall be told. Explain it then. <laughs> the toad. It's a, it's a mystical creature from the Sonoran Desert. It hibernates for 10 months of the year. And, uh, and it comes out during the raining, during the monsoons. And they get this toad and they milk it, for lack of a better term, of its venom. And its venom contains this molecule called 5-MeO-DMT. And so when you take 5-MeO-DMT, you vaporize it. It basically takes you through your life and shows you your traumas and releases you from it. And you have to surrender. And it releases you from your pain. So that's, that's a little bit about what the toad is. That shit sound crazy as no, fuck. No, but um, yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, I ain't never smoking that shit. <laughs> no, but dig, right? On another note. Only but, way I'm smoking that shit if they like, dog, you know you're going to die in about four hours, cuz. All right, hey, cuz, call Mike up. Give me the toe. Mike, you like. get that toe, cuz. I want to experience it. Hit that motherfucker four times an hour. Like, cuz, that motherfucking yeah, toe was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we inside the Mike Tyson podcast with your boy. Snoop D-O-double-G taking over this motherfucker, leaning, maintaining, banging, and swinging. You understand what I'm saying? So Drinking on oh! water, because we stand real purified. Together. With Bishop Magic Wand. He's not here. I feel like I'm in here with Bishop Magic Wand. <laughs> you should have <laughs> called him. You know the church would have showed up, Mike. All um, you had to do was make one call. You have to call him. You have to get him on the set. Church we'll get him, man. Yeah, so that's my experience yesterday wow, with the toad. I got, I got um, what's that word again? Um, disintegrated <laughs> psychological disintegration. I like that. Wow, dude. 
psychological disintegration. <laughs> okay. Hey, Bishop! Where he at? You got him on there? He was on there. He disappeared. I heard him. I heard him, too. He came on champ. I love that. Where you at, church? He had green screen behind him. Hey, champ. Where you at, champ? Oh, you look beautiful, <laughs> baby. How you doing, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm on my podcast. When you going to come see us, man? You in L.A.? I'm not doing anything. I'm on. I'm here with Snoop on a podcast with Evan. <laughs> we talking shit. Where we at? We're in El Segundo. El Segundo. We're in El Segundo, brother. We got to get you on the podcast. You got your women with you? I'm going to pick up one now. Oh, player, player, player. That's live, Jack. What you? I'm with the champ. I'm with Mike Tyson. I'm on his podcast right now. Up, El Segundo. Man. Ain't it, man? Hey, man, I want to see you guys, man. Oh, you in that thing. Oh, you pulled that, that thing back you out. You ain't put that light back out. Oh, that's back in Chicago. I remember that in Chicago. You was in Chicago with that one. Hey. You was in Chicago with that car back in the day, babe. <laughs> yeah, let me show it to you. Let me get out. Oh. Okay, show it to us then. Show it to us then. Get on out. Let us look at it. Oh, this is beautiful, dude. Oh, look oh, at look He at got that guy. flying goddess on the front end of it, too. It say church on the license plate. Church. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to pick up one right now. Yeah. Put her in the back seat, church. She don't deserve to ride in the front. <laughs> Put her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you used to this. You ride the million-dollar car. I know that. <laughs> no, I love to see you though, man. Those cars don't have no character. They cost a million bucks, but they don't have no character, baby. I would love to do that. All right, we're gonna come by and see you at the honeycomb. What time are you gonna be there? I'm going there now. Come by and see me. We'll you do, looking church. good, dude. You looking good, church? <laughs> hey, I got that church cannabis fire. You got that fire cannabis? I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Church, Jeff, I'm waiting on you. In a All real right. way, I love you, bitch. <laughs> In a real way. <laughs> Church. Uh, what's the Archbishop awesome. Don Magic One had to drop in on us one time? Awesome. That's me and Mike's oh, and mutual friend right there, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we got mutual love for Bishop right you there. You two guys could probably call up anybody. I can't get rid of him ever since. Been in 80, <laughs> no, 86. I mean, I'm 86. Can't get rid of him in Chicago. 86. That's so crazy. <laughs> but you guys could call up anybody, man. He's been in my house, he got pictures of Donald Trump and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. That's the shit, baby. Oh, shit. Please believe it when I tell you this. Oh. That's insane. Mm. Oh, wow. We're doing the eSports thing, too. That's the too. shit. Yeah. That virtual shit? Yeah, man. Man, quit playing. That's the shit. Dude, Mike's in it all, brother. He gotta be. Yeah. Because he's Tyson, and yeah. his brand exceeds the boxing ring. It needs to be yeah. everywhere. It needs to be in every facet and everything moving because he was culture. He was culture shocking. When Mike was the man, he, he he set the trend with how to look, how to wear jewelry, oh, how to I act, love how to do, do all that. Promote, man. We can promote, Hell man. Yeah. We just going to tour with Snoop, hey, man. Come on, man. Now, tell it like it is and not it, like baby. it was. And Snoop, and now he's doing it again. That's what I'm saying. So right? it's like it only makes sense for him to, to, to prosper business-wise. I believe in the beginning when he was doing it, it wasn't a business move. It just He was just naturally doing it because yeah. that was the move. 
And probably a lot of people prospered off of him other than him. Now it's about him prospering off of him and make sure that his family and his legacy can continue on so his kids and grandkids can continue to have it like yeah. you know regular people do it that are legends they make sure that, that the legacy continues to roll on and on and on no doubt yes that's so awesome man well you've got you've got a lot going on in cannabis oh i, I try to yeah. do it. i try to do my part you have an awesome complex you've got a lot brother i mean you're hey, you're man. in it man we do a little you know we, we like to let our actions speak, you know, saying louder than our words. But um, we, we kind of invested into the um, cannabis industry. Some things I can't speak on, some things I can't speak on. But, you know, with that being said, um, you know, I plan on doing my part, you know, because I feel like I've contributed a lot to the cannabis industry before it was able to become legal. So I feel like I'm going to get my issue when it finally becomes legal. And in a business manner, you know, not in a, you know, ignorant manner, but a business manner, because I feel like business-wise, I was doing this when it wasn't cool to yeah, do it. So yeah. now that it's cool to do it, you might as well let me go ahead and be the man, the myth, the legend, because I'm the one that's most connected. Yes, I yeah, agree. absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Mike, is there anybody, I got to ask you a question, is there anybody that you want to smoke with that you never smoke with? Because my dream was to smoke with Willie Nelson, and me I too. did. Ooh, oh, motherfucker, you did what? I smoked with <laughs> Willie Nelson, and he made me quit. Oh, that motherfucker made me quit. He was, look. Wow. We were sitting at a table like this playing dominoes. Me and him, he was on one end, I was on one end. We had a joint, a blunt, vape, a bong, and a pipe. Wow. And it was just me and him. So we was playing dominoes while we was passing it back and forth. And it got to a certain point where it was like he was kicking my ass in dominoes. <laughs> and I was getting too fucking high. I was like, man, Willie, we need to get something to eat, man. Holy shit. Pause. <laughs> I'd love to smoke with Willie. That would be incredible. And guess what? We was in Amsterdam and it was 420. Oh my god! Of it was, course it was. It was a fucking dream come That's true. Like cosmic, man. It, and we was in a cheap ass hotel. You wouldn't believe we was in a hotel that was so small, but we didn't give a fuck. It was about us. It wasn't about having a five star hotel. We was in like the Motel Six or some shit, where it was like real That's low so budget. Dope. Then we ended up going to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> it was just it was the, the greatest experience of my life. Wow, man! My experience. Check this out. Um, with Snoop, I'm waiting outside of Phoenix at the club. He's getting ready to go to the club. He's an hour and a half late. He's on the bus. He's an hour and a half left. They're on the bus. If he comes to the show, he gets off the bus. He sees me and grabs me. We go back on the bus for another two hours. <laughs> oh my god! We, I, we came outside. It was jam packed. We couldn't even get in. Oh I my couldn't god! Oh man, it was madness. <laughs> madness. That's so funny. Hey, that's the young Snoop, man. I ain't give a fuck back Mad- then. I, I just really god. didn't care, and I, I'm sorry for making my fans. Wait, but y'all know how God I am. I'm different now. Nobody time went now. anywhere. The fans did too jam packed. I had to leave. I thought I can't deal with it. You couldn't breathe. <laughs> God damn. Man, wow. I was happy to see you, champ. You got to understand, I, man. Oh, hell yeah. That's I was happy awesome. to see you, man. It's great. Hey, that's one thing about that's me. I'm so a big dope. ass kid, man. When I when I uh, see people that I love, even to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with certain people and I love their craft or whatever they're great at. I love to give them a hug and tell them how great they are and I want to become their friend. And that's just that's just me. I don't know why, but that's just who I am and that's why I am. Hey, do you feel it, that you, it keeps you in tune with um, what's going on? I think it does yeah. because it, it keeps me you know, knowing what's relevant and then still yeah. being able to mix and match and be able to be in the presence of those that are great and to recognize that they're great and to give them their credit for being great. Mm. That's awesome, man. I love I mean, the mi- Nipsey, though. Man, he was a great brother, great brother, great brother. He had the spirit. A lot of people say that his spirit was so similar to mine. You know, we looked alike. We, our swag was similar. Yeah. But he just, to me, he was like Snoop Dogg with no flaws. Like, mm. to me, without the mess. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a lot of mess in the beginning of my career. I believe he 
was like going to do things that no one could even imagine. Look at the love that he's getting, the overpouring amount of love that he's getting, showing you that he was inspired and he was he was something different than a regular man. Yeah. He was awesome, man. I remember hearing like a mixtape when I was still in the league, right. dude, years ago, like 10 years ago. Right. I was he like, been this hustling. dude's the shit. He'd been hustling. Yeah. He used to sell tapes, you know, hand to hand, like go to your door to door, to your car on the corner, show up to the concerts. He was even at a couple of my concerts back in the days, and I just found this out, that he was selling tapes outside of my concert when I didn't even know him. So I'm like, damn, I, that makes me respect him that much more that he yeah. wasn't even trying to get in the concert. Yeah. I don't want to get in there. I'm just out here trying to push GCDs yeah. for those that come out, which had a, that's a hustler, hustler's mentality to want to go get it as opposed to being next to it. I want to go get it. Yeah. That's like the door-to-door salesman mentality. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. been lost because there's so many overnight superstars and social media and you can make your own video and become a star based off of any kind of ridiculous song or statement or whatever you do. This man hustled the original way, the hardcore way, the the from the ground up, you know what I'm saying, the, the roots way of, you know, doing it in the community, for the community. And then he built things in the community and he bought in the community and then he employed the community. That's the ghetto superstar right there. Yeah. What makes you think I was reading that he exploded and expanded to all of our, uh, all of our um, acknowledgement in such a short time? His spirit. Um... There's love. You only get love when you give love. You know, the spirit that he was, people are starting to like, even people that didn't know him, they're researching and they're studying. They're like, man, this this man was a loving, beautiful spirit. Man. And then the, the, the way his death, because his death was on tape. So people seeing it, it doesn't match his spirit. Like, that doesn't go with his spirit. You don't see someone who's that, charismatic so prolific so beautiful so about the community get taken out like that in the community so it's it, it takes you back to malcolm x it takes you back to martin luther king huey p newton it takes you back to the leaders of the black community that were assassinated but their spirit of love trumped the assassination and their spirit and their legacy lived on forever I feel like I'm on the uh, trance of the toad right now. Yeah. <laughs> that toad keep coming back. See, <laughs> that's why I don't want to fuck with it. Because, see, y'all ain't telling the nigga the truth. That motherfucker don't just leave. Like, this shit right here, this going to leave in a minute. When I stop yeah. and get something to eat, it's going to be like, all right, nigga, you on chill. But that toad sound like that motherfucker just hangs around and be like, get back in toad mode. <laughs> it takes but I don't want to get in toad mode. It takes you deep. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm trying to be serious right now. I don't give a fuck. Get in toad mode. <laughs> but you're kind of already in toad mode, Snoop. That's why I ain't fucking with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story yeah. be told, I'm liable to be something completely different if I do that thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I'm, I'm going to need it. I know when I'm going to need it. I'm going to holler at y'all when I'm going to need it. Yeah, exactly. It calls to you, man. For real. When I want to get that closeness Some to people God. scream. <laughs> For real? Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> Whoa! People come from the next house. They're okay. Screaming <laughs> out throughout the community. Are you all right? Oh, I'm just doing some toad. Yeah. I know they think I have seances at my house and stuff. <laughs> 
The game is to be sold, not to be told. Absolutely. Because you know, um, the real the real reality of it is that um those those old gods, those legend gods, they're still alive. You know, it's just people don't pray to them. Right. Right, say that. Alive. You right, you right, you so right. People ain't acknowledged to them. They don't know they exist. They're still alive. Right, right. That's heavy that you said that. Because are are because I always wanted to know, gods, are there a limit, or do they continue to reproduce? Listen, right. This is the deal. Um, our whole existence has been about serving. You know, True. Even, even it comes from arrogant people. The most, the biggest service, the biggest service, they became once the most arrogant. Mm-hmm. And they have been made believers, beaten in submission. And the, they, they're not even worthy of being, oh, fuck, shit. That's right. Mm. Yeah, there's many gods, I think. Both the dark and the light. Right. You know? Both sides. Yeah. Because everything in the universe has a yin and a yang. Right. It has to be. Yeah. The dark ones are good, too, though. Yeah, for sure. There's, they're the not necessarily bad. It's just dark. Right. It's how you use them. Yeah. It's the truth. That is so true. No, it's how you use them. It's the truth, man. Snoop, are you doing any more acting? I uh, just uh, dropped a movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey called Beach Bum. That's right. Yeah, it was on television. I feel you guys do That's commercials. That's right. Didn't you do a commercial for yes, a promo? Yes, sir. Promo? Yeah, Beach Bum. It's in theaters right now. Make sure y'all go check it out. Hell Stone, yeah, it's dude. a stoner flick. Love it. You know what I'm saying? It's in this world. It's in this yeah. thing. You put Chicken Chong them really out of business, dude. Oh, no. Nah, they're my dogs. You know, they'll never be out of business. they actually capitalizing <laughs> right now. Actually, Tommy Chong was pushing bongs for a long time. That's what they took him to jail for. He wasn't selling weed. He was selling bongs. Oh, and they God. took him to jail for it. But, um, you know, Chicken Chong, shout out to them because they was like the first pioneers of this shit, of this smoking shit, this duo combination. Two men on Remember screen. Remember, we always laugh at them when we see them on television. Yeah, yeah up and smoke. Shit. Yeah, man. Hell nice yeah. dreams. Yeah, nice dreams. They got the guy got caught in the insane asylum and stuff, and his balls started itching. Man, they that shit hysterical. was dope as fuck. They was funny as fuck. Man. Yeah, they was funny as fuck. No doubt. man. And then Cheech started doing kid shit after a while. As a, as a, yeah. You see that? Yeah. He be doing like rated G shit. Like, how the fuck is you doing yeah, rated yeah. G shit? Playing like the dad yeah. or the teacher or something. Yeah. That means everybody can change. True indeed. <laughs> True indeed. Absolutely, man. I think we all have the capacity to change. Well, you saying that some people will never change. Yes. That's true. That's based off of who you are. But right. Some people have, feel, they have to be felt that they need to change. Some yeah. people feel they don't need to change. Right. Like, Snoop, I don't know how you feel, but me, as a Libra, I feel my whole life is about balance. Always. I always say that. I always say that. I say that even when it comes to, like, misunderstandings in the industry, they always call me, like, to be the one to settle the differences. Wow. You're that guy. I'm the guy that they call on. Like, if it's two rappers beefing, at the end of the day, Uncle Snoop won't get a call from both of them. That's awesome. That's so awesome, And then I'll put the leverage on, you was wrong, and you was wrong, let's get right. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to say that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that way it always gets resolved. And it's like, that's just been my role for like the past 15 years. Like, they call me Uncle Snoop. Can you believe that? I know. How did I, I, didn't know, I didn't that's know that that's why they called you that, that's the, that's Doesn't it make sense now? It because totally does. If there's totally a cool-ass uncle that you can go to yeah. to help you with shit, to, 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 to help you navigate, and to be there when things ain't right, it's your Uncle Snoop. 
Dude, Does I've been understand? the same. I've been the same guy in my life. For real, right? Yes, absolutely, man. I'm That's the confirmation. Guy that, yeah, absolutely. It's confirmation to this Libra thing. Why is our sign? A, why is our sign based on a scale? Right. I know. It's just that's our life. We're like our lives are that embodiment of that. And it don't even bother you to balance it out now. No. Like you got so used to it now. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's just your thing. Yeah, man. They like, they want me to be mad at certain people or like if somebody do me wrong and yeah. I'm like, I still give them another opportunity or give them another shot. They be like, man, I would have. I don't know how you do it, dog. You be always because <laughs> I that's, get that all that's the time. just my balance. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm pretty sure they tell you that all the you time. Make hey, your enemies, you yeah. that? You make your enemies your friends. Hey, man. You kill them with love, dude. Thank you. Kindness. Yeah, kill them with kindness, man. I I have seen, you know, because I, man, there was a time in my football playing days where I was a fucking psychopath. Yeah, I had so be. much anger and rage in me, man. And I've been the guy to escalate things, but my na- my nature is in just coming back with love. Mm. You know, if someone has a an issue with me or something I did or with my wife, she says something to me, I I go, okay, you know, how can I make this better? True. You know. Not how can I escalate it. What can I take responsibility for and just surrender to right now where I was wrong, you know? And it's like, shit, man, that... And you end it with a smile and a hug and I love you. And then, you know, things are good. And other than that, man, it's like, fuck, dude. Life is too short to be pissed off. True. Dude, it hurts. I got a question for you, Ed. Now, you play football. And a lot of my friends, because I have a football league, friends, my son, a lot of people play football. And a lot of them have sustained certain injuries yeah, up top. Concussions. Yeah, that CTE thing. Yeah. Do you feel that this is helping you contend with your CTE better than most players who played in the league. Snoop, I love you, dude. I love you for asking that, you know, because that's how I got here. Wow. I came out of the league and I started writing and speaking about how cannabis, Mm. I believe cannabis, not only as an alternative to the opiates and the pills and all that shit, but cannabis kept my mind together Mm. through all the brain injuries. Mm. You know, and then I find out our federal government has a patent on cannabinoids as neuroprotectants and antioxidents. Oh, wow. Patent 6,630,507. And I believe that because I smoked throughout my career, Snoop, I would come home every day, driving home, blasting your music. Gin and, and smoke juice, you something. And I was smoking a joint and on the ride home. And felt good about it. Dude, it was body, healing. Your body, your body got back intact, right? It was the only thing that would get me ready for that grind again. Right? I got to be in the house smoking and listening to the music. I'm driving me in a fucking accident, get pulled over. And I was just in the zone in those days, man. Because I'm noticing now, like, it's becoming more conversation now. Yeah. Because a lot of guys that left the league are saying, fuck it, I smoked when I was in there. I couldn't have said it when I was there, but I'm saying it now. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers gave me pills that fucked me up. Y'all sent me to neurologists that fucked me up. When I got rid of all of that shit and just started going home smoking, when I could, when that time period, when y'all stopped testing. Yeah. When I was smoking and getting right, oh, I was right, right. Yes. And it's a lot of y'all that's coming to the table yeah. now saying, look here, man, trying to speak for those that's in the league to try to help them out now. Exactly. Because your voice matters. Because first of all, if I had a successful career and I don't have any brain damage and I'm still able to sustain and communicate and articulate 
That's what I want for these young players. Absolutely. I don't want them coming out the league frustrated, mad, yeah. suicidal, no. getting into domestic fights because that's what the shit is about. Exactly. Like, when you see a player getting into a fight, an altercation, or something with his woman, let me give you the synopsis of it all because a lot of people don't understand this. Tell them, Snoop. You got a football player that's been coached his whole life, and his coach been telling him, shut up, do this, you ain't shit, get better, you blah, blah, blah. And you can never say nothing to the coach, but no, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Now you take this grown man who's been told that his whole life. Now he has a companion at home who's his wife, his girlfriend. He's used to hearing the coach cuss him out all day, all day. Then he goes home. And now the girl wants to cuss him out. Oh, no. Now she wants to argue. So now his capacity for her is not for the coach. I'm not, I'm not going to say no, sir, yes, sir, to her. I'm liable to beat her ass or put hands on her or do something aggressive because I can't control yes. this dude, shit dude. up top so right that I've on. been controlling on the football field my whole life. And now I'm coming home to my girl arguing with me, and she just pushed one button that may cause me to kill her or kill myself or do something detrimental that I'm going to lose my contract and lose my mind and lose my life. <laughs> Am I lying? You are dead on, man. That's exactly right. You know, that's why we have all this shit, man. You're you're programmed to run on adrenaline and cortisol in the fight or flight mode. Mm. And if you don't have anything to come home, most guys, they're taking pills. They're drinking alcohol, right. which exacerbates all that shit, mm. man. When if you just allowed guys to use this to come home. Don't forget cocaine. Cocaine. If you allowed guys to come home and smoke a little weed, decompress, right. get you out of that fight or flight mode, right. man, it's invaluable. Like you said, you're not going to have these young guys aren't going to have to leave the league in shambles. Right, because that's what's happening to them right now. And nobody's, nobody's going underneath the story. They're just seeing all this domestic yes. fighting and all this, but they're not knowing that this guy is programmed to, to get cussed out and talked bad to by his coaches his whole life. And then he comes home, and now his girlfriend wants to talk to him like that. So true, man. Like, that's a fine line right there. Yep. And if you don't know, you don't know. And the NFL wants to hide it. They want to hide it. They want to sweep it under the rug, and they want to fucking blame these ki- these guys no. and kick him out the door. No, help him. Exactly. If you, if you helped him, if you assisted him, he would have a tone down. That's why most exactly. rappers don't have that domestic dispute because we, if we get into an argument with our girl, we jumping in the car, smoking our weed, and riding off. Right. And we on to the next. You get what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's a difference. It's a, it's a scenario because we don't yes. have those rules and regulations. We don't have a commissioner. We don't have drug yes. tests. We don't have none of that. We have whatever we want, and we dictate what we dictate. And I yeah. feel like that's what's missing from the NFL. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thank you, bro. Man, Come on, man, I'm having an awesome day here. That's so awesome, uh, Mike. Dude, we got this fucking legend in the shit. house, man. Hey, shout out to the NHL and the uh, MLB. Because yeah. the NHL and the MLB don't test. That's right. They, oh, they really? Get, oh, hell no. I smoke with a lot of uh, uh, baseball players and hockey guys. Nice, like, dude. During the season, after the season. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, it's when beautiful. I, I've been to a hockey game before, right? So I'm in a hockey, hockey game. Hockey is the shit. So they bring I me down. This is the only time I've been to a hockey game. I'm in Phoenix. I go downstairs, and this is a charity game. So I go downstairs, and I go in the lobby to meet the guy. And so I'm in the lobby. The guy's a butt naked. Everybody's <laughs> naked, right? So no, that's nothing. That's not the. That's not the interesting part. I know, I know, but Everybody I'm laughing because I know. 
But the but the with the woman that's a reporter is right in the center of them all, and they're all around her. <laughs> and she's talking to him. Yeah. She's talking to her, they're drinking, pouring champagne. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, insane. It's crazy. That's my first time I've ever been around. I'm a hockey player. Uh, in the locker room. Oh. A bunch of savages, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they Holy is. shit. Hockey yeah, they players is. for Fuck. sure, man. You know they get to fight, Mike, and the referee just leave them alone. I know. Yeah. Checking each other. Like, get like a brawl, like, until somebody fall out. Yeah, that's interesting, you know, about the cultures of sports. Right. Because football players are savages, but they're they've been so beaten down right. that you don't have the luxury of being an individual. That's why I always loved Randy Moss, man. Yeah, because he's he, he was, was him. One. Yeah, at know? all times. At all times, and I always loved that about Randy. And you know, well, you know, he was raised off that Snoop Dogg music, so oh hell yeah, you know, attribute yeah. that to that. Of course, man. That mentality. Of course, and you are the Godfather. All, one all of the Godfathers were that. invented from a war. Yeah, for from real. War, from war, like Osaka was invented in China. Because um, when um, Ming Dynasty, when they fight, they, they they cut the head off of it and they play soccer, kicking it around. Are you serious? Yeah, That's how soccer. soccer was invented. I don't fucking believe you, Mike. You lie as fuck. That toad over here doing shit. I'm not finna Google that shit. Fuck all Look that. Look it up, man. That's the toad, man. Fuck all that. Nigga talking about they cut a nigga head off Look and it up. started, soccer started being. So how they create basketball? Some motherfucker was walking down the alley and was like, man, Mr. fuck all that. Nah, cut his head off. Mr. Naismith. Mr. Naismith said, cut yeah. his head off. Now let's start shooting this motherfucker. No, that's the 10,000 Greek. Check this out. This is beautiful. <laughs> Hey, this is what getting high is all about. Know, Doing research, these, right? I love these. No. Give me some research, Mike. Get my game right. Brazilian soccer fan decapitated ref after he stabbed hey, and killed Hey, come on, let's player. go back to the Chinese stuff, man. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> They weren't playing in Brazil, uh, man. They was not. They was not holy playing. Holy shit! I'm gonna say, how was soccer invented? Yes. Uh, Oh, England sick. invented a game of running and kicking a ball in the mid-19th century, although the Chinese claimed to have played a version centuries earlier. They called it football not because the ball is played with feet, but because the game is played on foot rather than a horseback. But I need to know how it was created. Was that because I see a rock right there with yeah. a motherfucking monkey? <laughs> he kicked it yeah, like the beginning of time. He hurt his foot he trying to kick it. that motherfucker. He was like, "Man, that motherfucker hurt. We, we got to get some softer <laughs> than that goddamn rock to kick." Do and I ain't that. got no shoes, nigga. They ain't made shoes yet. He tried to kick a, a rock like a soccer ball with no shoes, so that didn't work. Then they got over here, like the England people tried to create some shit. What country was it that Japan? They said no Chinese. China, Go China. to China. Go to China. China. Oh no! I want to know the beginning. Yeah. The shit Mike talking about. The fuck. Before Are you sure that Christ. wasn't like Genghis Khan? Like? No, Genghis Khan inv- invented germ wa- germ warfare. Germ warfare. Yeah, throwing dead rotten bodies over the wall. Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa. Snoop, we're trying to do... I need that lighter. This nigga high as a motherfucker. <laughs> this nigga coming up with all kinds of shit. This should need to be a game show. I think show. you got food Whatever Mike says. Too. We'll be back with whatever Mike says <laughs> for 500 Well, Mike, we want to get Mike to have a little history show. Yeah, because this motherfucker gave me some history where it's like, okay, I kind of believe it, but that tone keep overwhelming my thoughts. Can anybody verify that soccer was created by somebody getting their head cut off? Yeah, put that. Yeah, I was put that soccer in invented? I like that. Can you put that shit in on the computer? Right. See, y'all need to have, uh, what's the bitch name? Alexa. With 
or Siri. Yeah. I one met Siri before. One, yeah, the bitches that did White Siri. Chick. I met Look, Siri. Bitch. I met Siri, nigga. You Was it? Me. <laughs> you laughing over here? I met Siri. <laughs> you met Siri before yeah, in real life? Yeah. It's a little Who smart. Is she? Very nice, smart, <laughs> nice white lady. This nigga the only motherfucker in the world right ever met Siri. Dude, look. Legend has it that the first time this celebratory sport was played in Britain was after the defeat of a Danish prince. After decapitating the prince in true barbarian fashion, they decided to kick around his head. Mm, No word on who had to clean up after him. Yeah. Oh, shit. See, Mm. Mike is is tapped in, His story, he's very historic. He's very historic. Dude I, is tapped. I like that. I like that. That's insane. He tapped in. Yeah. But you're a big football fan. I love football and soccer. Yeah. I've been in these countries before where soccer, I actually soccer met. Soccer made a comeback unbelievable. Yeah. I met yeah. a lot of these Any big sport. time players. You know, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Yeah. Uh, Drogba. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wayne Rooney, David Beckham. I, mean, I met Wayne Rooney. I met David Beckham. I met um, Pele. I met... Um, I ain't yeah. met Pele yet. How's Pele? Maradona, huh? How's Pele? I ain't met Pele. It's just a distinguished. That's big. It's a bad yeah. ass. Pele is. You know? That's, that's Ali, ass. Pele. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. He, he up there with He's Ali, there. man. That's Pele, bad man. Ass. Knock it off. Cool, that's confident. Pele. Badass. You guys gone to the World name. Cup? Mm-mm. No, you haven't I been to the World I Cup? Won, um, Russia won I want to go. World Cup. That'd be fun. I went there. You did? No, I went after they went there. I went to watch them play. When a motherfucker got one name, you know they the shit. Yeah. Pele. Pele. What's when his I, last when name? When I was in Russia with Pele, right? Pele, yes. It was a, it was a, First it was name, Pele. Last name, Pele. Football player. Yes. Pele, Pele, Pele. <laughs> Pele's known all over the world. Oh, yeah. He's a legend, man. That's how he should walk in the party. Yeah. yeah bitch. <laughs> First name, Pele. Last name, Lay. Believe it. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, he, he must have done things no one ever seen before. He did. Yeah. He did the helicopter kick. Yeah, football kick. Yeah, then he was, he probably was faster everybody, too. That's when in, in the 1960s, you know, motherfuckers, but he probably was the only black dude out there was fast as a motherfucker, too. He was doing tricks with the ball, and, you know what I'm saying? And his IQ out there was, was hell of a, he knew how to pass the ball and get other people involved. He was a team player. He wasn't selfish. You know what I'm saying? That's what made him great, that he could have just did it all by himself, but he was involved in everybody else. Like, I like players like that. That's that's team-orientated. You're good enough to be bad by yourself, but you know the team makes me better when we all look good. I like that. Yeah. This is awesome poetic stuff here. Today. Hell yeah, dude. Have you guys seen that movie Victory? The Sly Stallone, Pele's in it. Yeah, that's the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah, eighties. And they're in a concentration camp, so to speak. Yeah, right? yeah. I need to see it. Or uh, it's like a POW Get that camp, from prisoner of war camp. Yeah, it's called Victory. It's called Victory, and Pele's in it. And they go, they form a team to play the Nazis in Paris to play against Hitler to get, and then they escape at oh, the end because they whip their ass. That's Pele's in it. That's hard. Yeah, it's dope as hell. That's fucking dope. Just that idea sounds dope It's a dope, dope movie. It's like, uh, it's the soccer version of uh, Longest Yard. Oh, that was the shit. The Burt Reynolds? Yeah. That motherfucker was hard. Yeah. You Bert, know that move yeah. right here, the clothesline? Yeah. 
When I was playing quarterback in 1981, a motherfucker clotheslined me like that in the game, and the ref didn't call nothing. Fuck. That was real football. Boom, I ran right into that motherfucker and just flipped. Bam. Everybody in the crowd was like, ooh. Every football player has that moment, man. Nah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel when your boy was up. playing? I felt good when my son was he playing. He was looking I, good. He looked real good. You know what? I never played high school football, so when he yeah. did high school football, that was like my dream come true. And he excelled. He won a national championship. They played big games on ESPN. He got recruited. He signed a scholarship to UCLA. Like All the shit That's that awesome. I wanted to do, he did. And it was like, it was fun watching it. That's so awesome, man. Beautiful. Yeah, right? That's dope. That shows that you've done something as a kid that, that you could be proud of, make your parents proud that you have universities interested in paying for you to go to school based Such. off of your ability and you working at something. Yeah. Like that that was the ultimate for me because I know in my neighborhood a lot of guys went to the NFL and went to college, so I know what it took for them to make it. So to see my son not use my celebrity and not use me but all him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was like, ugh. That's I so love awesome, that. man. You know what I mean? Congratulations, man. Thank you. It's dope as hell. Thank you. Did you like go with him to any any of the trips to see schools? Nah, the coaches came to him. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, he went to a couple of visits that I I was like I ain't going there with you. And, I, and <laughs> all they did was the, the he got game. They put all the yeah, girls yeah, on him. Of and course, you know how they did yeah. him. He I like this school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many women did they put on you? Oh, <laughs> uh, two of them. I think I like this school now. Uh, I mean, uh, they must have put some Hispanic girls on your ass That's on this a school. Trip. Huh? Ain't that the routine? That's what they do, man. And then when he got back home. It's paradise. When we got back home, he started, like, breaking down his choices. And I'm like, why you don't like that school no more? They tried to use me. They tried to <laughs> put girls on me and stuff. Right, nigga, I told you yeah. that's what they was going to try to do. <laughs> then he started to like Jim Moore. Jim Moore was a hell of a coach. Like, just yeah. the, the things he said, like, the family vibe and just the— Jim Moore just felt like a father. Like, like I could pass my son over to him. That's awesome. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's a decision that you got to make when you're at that point. Like, I'm giving my son to somebody to be his father for the next four years. Yeah. And he just felt like he could handle it. Yeah. I met Jim when he was coaching the Seahawks because I was going into the draft at the Combine. I thought he was a good dude. He is. He's a great guy. Yeah. Great man. I love him a lot. That's awesome, man. Well, he got fired, right? Yeah. And but it Chip wasn't his fault. Yeah, of course. Of it wasn't course. his fault. He, he turned the city around. Actually, he beat SC a couple I of know. times. So they, they was wrong for that. Yeah. And they'll pay yeah. because Chip's not going to do it. That fast-paced, bullshit-ass offense is not going to work because yeah. the kids don't go there. you got to have the right kids to go to the program to run that type of shit. Yeah. And you're not getting them. SC not getting them. You're not getting them. They're going to the SEC and the ACC. Yeah. That's just what's happening right now. You guys aren't winning. You guys' programs don't look right. Kids are smart. Yeah. They they know I want to be on TV. I want to be in big games, and I want an opportunity to try to go to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Where are they going? Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State. Yeah, anything that's bigger and better than what we looking like right now. Yeah, I know, man. Back when I was at Arizona, SC was in their prime. Lindell White and all those guys. Oh yeah, Reggie. Yeah. I mean, shit was just crazy. It was like a pro team. Who Reggie White? No, Reggie, Reggie Bush. Bush. Oh. But see, that's because Pete Carroll had a systematic yeah. team that was grounded in making sure, first of all, nothing out of Southern California leaves here. We get all yeah. of that first. Yeah. Second, we're going to go 
to Texas and grab a few. We're going to go to Florida and grab a few. We're yeah. going to go to all the areas that you don't think we can go to, and we're going to get a couple of them guys to come mix and match with us. Yeah, like, he did. Pete Carroll had a nice system in place to where kids wanted to play for him, and they wanted to play for his coaches, not just him, but his staff. Look who was on his staff. He had Kiffin, Sarkeesian, he had uh, Ogeron, he had a bunch of guys that ended up oh, going. Yeah. They ended up going and having great coaching careers. Team Come coaching on, man, staff. please. Yeah, yeah. Were you an SC fan growing up? Die hard. Charles yeah. White, Marcus Allen, Ricky Bell. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I go yeah. back. I wore number 12 when I played football because I love Charles White so much. That's dope. I played quarterback for like five years, and then I got switched to wide receiver because it was too much shit going on. You got to learn too much to be a quarterback. I'm like, damn, it went yeah. from just throwing the ball right and left to reading coverages and shit. Oh, fuck all that. I'm going to wide receiver. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. That's too much information. Yeah, dude. Mike, do you play football? Never played sports but fight. Wow. Well, that's a good sport, fighting a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to go get my cousin Mike to beat your ass. That's the original sport. <laughs> and I was younger than him. <laughs> when they came to get me, I was younger than him. They'd be like, oh, this little motherfucker right here? Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop, how's it been partnering up with Martha Stewart on some stuff? Doesn't that look awesome together? It's dope. You're like almost like a man... What do you call that stuff again? I forgot, like, um... An infomercial guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, honorary white guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Our relationship is so dope because it's a mutual love and respect, and it's like I love being around people that know more than me, and she knows more than me. She's wiser than me, and she's smarter than me, and, you know, it's the information, you know, magnet when I'm around her. And we, we get a lot from each other. Like, I give her a little, she give me a lot. And this is what love is about. Like, just meeting people and connecting oh, and building right. relationships. We got some food here, man. Oh, man. Straight Where did Postmates. they come from? Roscoe's, baby. Postmates. Thank you, baby. Awesome. You can put it. I'll take it. We're going to eat it afterwards, though, because I don't want to mess this interview up right now. Yeah, yeah, I'll be we'll smacking just... this shit all in the interview. Nah, be yourself, dude. No, I'm, I, that's Thank why I'm going to beat myself. I'm going to wait till we finish because I'm going to eat like a motherfucker. I ain't going to want to be talking when I'm eating. What do you got yeah. in there? I don't know, Mike. A you bunch take of a shit. Birds, check it out when we're birds done. and uh, yeah. birds and bees, flowers and trees. Hey, man, this is what happens when you party with Mike Tyson. Right, Postmates. Postmates, baby. Pod sponsor. Is that in the way of the shot? Yeah, they need to move that. Take that. There yeah, you go. Put that there. Good looking out. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah, dude. Right, Mike. Awesome. We're Postmates. This thing. Man. I'm gonna use that shit even when I ain't up here and just tell him I'm with Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah I need to get a. Uh, uh, for 15? Yes. Uh, put it on Mike's tab. Postmates, yes. Yeah, it's Snoop. I'll accept it's it. It's Snoop. You can't recognize it. my fucking voice. It's me. Yes, like I was saying before you really interrupted me. I'd like to get 15 orders of baby back ribs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. You don't gain weight, do you, Snoop? Hell no, Mike. I stay like I'm supposed to be. You understand me? <laughs> Slim and shrimp. What else you got going now, man? What are your projects you're currently working on? Uh, I'm working on an album right now called I Want to Thank Me. Uh should be out mm, late May, early June. Putting together a movie with it as well. And um, just trying to keep my foot in the game. You know, I do records when I want to, not because I have to. Yeah. And I feel like it's necessary for me to make some music again because it's a period of time where I feel like it's a void. I always make music when it's a void, when it's something like nothing like I do and it, or it's something that I need to say that's not being said so that's what I'm doing with this project right here 
That's awesome. Who you like to work with? Well, it's only one artist I really want to work with. Um, that's Sade. I've been trying to reach out to her for a minute. Trying How's to that work. working out? That would be awesome. I'm trying to make it happen. I, I just want to get in the room with her, man, because I love her voice, her style, her whole everything. And I just think we could make something real, you know, extravagant. <sighs> Definitely. That would be dope. I'd even wear my hair in a ponytail that day. Just for her. I'll slick it back with jail. This is exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Very exotic. Mike, how you feel? Hi. Yeah. I'm really high. Feel good. <laughs> chilled chilled out with the toad. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, that's Snoop, special. Man. I'm good, man. The toad game, man. Special shout out to all the people out there that that been supporting the Mike Tyson podcast, supporting my main man Ed. Appreciate the love. This is what we do, man. I'm a special guest on the show, but I'm very honored to be a part of a show that's so special. This Thanks, is a brother. Promoter right here. He's the man, dude. Thank you so much, man. Hey, man, thank y'all for having me. And uh, I do love the cup right here. This is something that y'all want, right? Yes, sir. I could tell because motherfuckers don't put cups in the middle unless it's <laughs> a, a, a prized possession of something. And it's full of joints. So what I'm going to do is, because yes. I didn't do nothing in the show, I'm just going to take a few with yeah, me. Please go. do that. Please. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Later on the day, I'm going to see Bishop. and I, Oh, know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, there you go. One of those. And then I'm going to go see my... Dennis, please yeah, take yeah, more. Please. Take more. We love you. Then yeah, my hairstylist, man. I know she gonna try to get one too. Yeah, it don't make sure. no sense for them to even yeah. just step. They don't even make no sense. For them just take them yeah. all, dude. Yeah, yeah, take them all, bro. They don't even make no sense for them to be up there. That cup looks so much better without them. It's beautiful, bro. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> look at that cup. You look good, you know, with that. Thank Hell yeah! You. Thanks, brother. Tell Bishop I love him, man. Love you too, Mikey. Mike, another great app, man. Oh man, right. this is gonna be awesome. Charge it to the game. The best yeah, to the game. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. And I'm Big Snoop Dogg. And we're out of here. Peace. Peace.